0: Thought Bubble Audio.
1: All right, welcome back to the Loud Women podcast. We are recapping Shrill on who season three. Today we are going to be talking about episode three of the third and final season. Uh, do you like this episode, Tookie? How do you feel about it?
0: Um, It was a slow burn for me. I, I wasn't crazy about the first half. The first half didn't feel um, like it hooked me. Like you know how a lot of the times the episodes kind of hook you in right away. I think perhaps we've been spoiled in that regard. Uh, but this first half didn't grab me and I'm like oh it's gonna get better it's gonna get better it's gonna get better like that's that was my inner monologue watching it and it <laughs> did get better I agree
1: I agree I thought we, we've we gotten kind of um conditioned to expect really big topics and like meaty topics mm. and it's and uh this wasn't this wasn't necessarily that one I think there was a couple of little hints at some bigger topics but what I did love about this episode was like that second half Again, I would have watched, like, a full full movie of just this, like, these girls just having a friggin' blast together, and this maybe is coming from, like, a person who has done nothing fun in the last year, but I just was watching this like, oh my god, they're having so much fun. I want to go. That seems so fun. They love each other.
0: I was here for all the leg and titty happening. Uh, we'll discuss the fashions mm-hmm. soon enough.
1: Always will. Okay, so let's <laughs> start off. Uh, we'll start at the Daily Thorn, where the gang is getting ready for their annual camping trip as a as a company. Um, so we we kick off with Annie and Amadi, and she comes out of the gate apologizing right away. He's apologizing too. I have some opinions about how this played out. Tookie, did you? How, how did you feel about this apology?
0: Mm, okay. I was pleasantly surprised that Annie apologized for her behavior. Like, wow, this is growth, Annie. This is growth, right? Um, So I appreciated that she owned up to the fact that um, she let a lot of her insecurities inform her behavior on the date, and as a result of, you know, all of that stuff being brought up, she lashed out at someone who th- she thought was weaponizing something that she still feels iffy about against her in a sensitive area like dating. So I appreciate her. I mean, I don't know. It's not canon that she has a therapist yet, but, um, I just, I really appreciate the fact that Annie, you know, um, owned up and 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 had a moment of self-reflection and was self-aware in 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 terms of her behavior as for amadi i didn't i didn't i mm, apol- mm, I pop I i get it like he's a good friend and he's a sensitive dude um but he, you know I, I it's not that he was in the wrong i don't i don't necessarily understand why he would apologize from like a rational perspective but from a sensitive caring friend perspective i can understand where he'd be like i'm sorry i did something to make you feel that way but he shouldn't have been sorry for i guess just trying to do do right by her two two of his friends yeah
1: so i think that you have a nicer take on it than i do but i'm generally of the same opinions Mm. i was rubbed the wrong way by how quickly we just moved on from that like I left that last episode with a real sour taste in my mouth about Annie. I was like, girl, like, we all have some issues. We're all working through our own shit. But, like, that was super disrespectful. You treated another human being like garbage. And so I didn't like how quickly we moved on from that. Like, I felt like we'd buttoned Sit. that up too quickly.
0: Sour taste on a scale of grapefruit to sour patch kids.
1: Ooh <laughs> Uh no, somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Not not okay. too not too rank, but like not super thrilled. So I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more kind of ownership there and I think this is a pattern with this show that we kind of let Annie off the hook for a lot really easily. And I don't, and I'll talk about this a little bit more, you know, later in the episode too, but it just feels like we have a pattern of just letting her off the hook to the point where I don't know if that's intentional. Like, is that, a, are we trying to comment on sort of how we treat these protagonists and how, you know, if she was a, a thin, you know, conventionally attractive, you know, man, we would just let them off the hook because that's how these things go. I don't know if that I'm reading too much into it. It just feels like we're having these moments a lot where I'm like, "I don't know, that was kind of shitty. I feel like we moved on from that too quick
0: ah uh, but I, okay i i'm I'm following you on that thought train i'm 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 digging the logic, uh, but I, you know, it just feels like eh, of course, we'd let her off the hook because this is a society where, like, a tacky youtube vlogger can you know hoist his friend up in a crane and twirl him around till he smashes his face in, and everybody's just like yes yeah, chill that's just how he does um that's
1: valid that's valid <laughs> it's we do and we do we do that yes
0: yeah <laughs> and he only just now got demonetized or whatever oh my so.
1: god um so so you know we we kind of had this quick little moment between amadi and annie and i'm like oh okay i guess that's I guess that's that. Um, and so we, we find out that uh, Brain Camp, which is what they call their... Uh, their weekly- oh, oh,
0: pause for our, our listeners, by the way. I'm like totally not making light of that dude's injuries. It's just the fact that um, we let an actual sociopath make money on YouTube for years. But... Proceed. I'm sorry.
1: It's a, it's a problem. It's, pro- it's, a, it's a problem for another day. We'll tackle that one at another, <laughs> another point, but it's true. Uh, so, brain camp uh, is going to be happening at the office. This feels like such a familiar moment, you know, for anybody that's kind of in like a, any kind of corporate America dynamic. This feels very uh, authentic. Is like, oh, we're going to do this big fun thing. Yeah, but it was expensive. So, we're not really. It reminded me of, I've, I had jobs in the past where they would call them, oh, we're going to have offsites, but we're going to have an on site offsite site where we all just sit in a conference room all day and talk about work stuff. I'm like, that is not the same. You cannot bring in catering for lunch and just pretend that this was a fun, exciting day. That's not how this works.
0: So is that like a tech company thing or a journalism? Like what? (laughs)
1: yeah might be I'll not show my 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 own cards too much, but yeah, that's a bit of a i'm sorry a bit I'm of just, a startup culture, I think generally is
0: I'm a war torn retail working veteran. I don't understand
1: <laughs> <laughs> it I think that will ring true with some of our uh, our nine to fivers um so you know, I like hear the. Everybody's kind of annoyed with Amadi. Annie is making a choice to loudly back him up, which I thought was a nice a nice choice Mm -hmm. where she's trying to gloss it over. But again, poor Amadi just is constantly taking the shit on to Annie's stick. And I was like, that is not enough. You pretending to get on the floor and have a good time is not enough. You owe him more than that. Uh, So so, you know, we're all we're settling in, we're settling in for that.
0: You know, I, I will say I've never worked at a cool enough job where they have a party sub. I've, I'm cool enough to have been offered cocaine at a party, but I'm ne- <laughs> <laughs> But I've never experienced a party sub, so I like I felt Maureen's disappointment
1: there. Yeah, that wasn't there. I mean, healthcare or you know a party sub. I agree, it's a difficult. It's a difficult decision. Um, but already we can tell. I'm 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 getting excited already because I can tell this is a Maureen heavy episode and a Ruthie heavy episode, and you know that those folks just bring me a lot of joy. Mm. Um so we zip back over to uh, Fran uh at her first day at Shave, uh the new studio. Um we meet India, Fran's new uh Mount Everest that she of friendship that she would <laughs> like to to climb. Um, very clear from the get go. This is you know not something that India's interested in. Um, you know she hates the salon manager too. I don't blame her. I also hate the salon manager. <laughs> um, so how did you? Any thoughts on the the two of these these women and their dynamic?
0: I'm curious as to who wrote this particular segment. Like whose idea was it? Were they drawing from personal experience? Were they drawing from the experience of? um, working alongside a black woman, not just, or like a woman of color, but like specifically a black woman who maybe, um, was a tough nut to crack in their book, so to speak. Is that the lingo? Or is it being written by a black woman who understands that in certain settings, you have to guard yourself very intensely um so I'm I'm just curious as to who the particular writer was and what they were aiming at because I have both been um on the receiving end of uh le- less than welcoming uh vibes and I have been the doler outer of vibes that might not be welcoming it cuz you know some work environments it's like it, you know it, it Back before Hamilton and and <laughs> inclusivity were buzzwords,
1: Hamilton really opened yeah. those doors, right?
0: <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Back when, oh my God! Oh, speaking of, uh, I don't, I don't know. This might be way too off topic for our listeners to read that uh, casting notice that I saw. In a, did you ever see? Did you see that I posted that? It's a thing. I won't get into it. Uh, but okay. So before before inclusivity in the workplace was a, a a hot buzzword of the new millennium, uh, you know, I I have been the one person of color in an office and and I have in job interviews been asked, Do you think you could fit the culture of our <sighs> workplace? Do you think you could fit in do you match our culture? And it's just like a lot, like I look at the cubicles and it's a lot of succulents and matcha. And I'm like, maybe not, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I, you know, I too have been in a position where it's like, I don't know if I can necessarily trust because when I've opened up, it's kind of been flipped against me and, um, or, you know, used to, make the the workplace more hostile towards me. So I've had to put up a wall of some sort in order to preserve my peace. Right. So I, you know, I, I get it, but it, I think, um, India's portrayal was of course, like a super, <laughs> um, heightened dialed up to 11 kind of version of things, or maybe I'm just like that nice. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, but, I think that was
1: really interesting. I, I'm glad that you got into that because I think watching it, I was like, I think there's a lot happening just below the surface here like it's sort of on surface level it's just this sort of standard maybe sitcommy type plot line of just oh, new coworker doesn't like you and you've got to earn their trust but I, I think you're right that it was just under the surface of that it was like a lot of subtext. Um, and I mm-hmm. think that you spoke to that really well and it, it and I and I hope that. Considering they devoted so much time to that relationship this episode, I think we're going to see that continue develop, to develop over the next few weeks. And I think that you're, you're on target there.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I'm like, I, I want to know who specifically wrote that segment, a- especially because as someone who's sat in a chair, in a salon chair, getting box braids done for hours at a time, it's, you know, that's a, that's a, you got to trust you're, you're an extra set of hands to come in if they're going to come in and help you finish your or like, you know, you have to really like that person. You got to be, a, you know, you, you got to be on board with being a team and making uniform braids if you're just going to come in. And I think the woman was actually getting full locks, but still, you got to be on board.
1: I had that same reaction. Gotta, when I was like, that was a very intimate act that I like how mm-hmm. they kind of closed the loop there. And it, it wasn't. Um, You know, 80, uh, excuse me, uh, Fran extended a small olive branch. This felt like a much larger olive branch. Like, I'm going to come stand next to you and work hand in hand. It's just this intimate kind of expression of like, all right, we'll, we'll see. Like, I'm kind of opening up to you a little bit. And I thought that was really nicely done in a really short segment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And of course, of course, Fran won her over.
1: (laughs) Of course. I mean, she had to. Of course. Fran's most toxic trait is that she cannot be loved. It's, it's we all have we all have our toxic traits. So uh, any any last thoughts on the uh, on before we move away from the salon?
0: Um, I, why the salon manager got to do that to do it on his birthday? It was <laughs> a nice hat.
1: <laughs> it was really, it was. it felt bad. It was really, really doubled down. A lot of mean bosses on this show. I think the people have a yeah. writers have a lot of uh rage at managers. <laughs> So we head back to the thorn. Uh, Gabriel's in late, which I think he's now done every episode this season, just like charged in 20 minutes late. Um,
0: with that distracting manicure. Okay, oh, did ahead, he have another
1: one today? I didn't notice. Yeah,
0: it's the same one. It's the same one. It's like it's like a little. I don't. I don't know what to call. It. Is it like boobies? Is it eyeballs? I don't know what is happening. Like, why does your manicure <laughs> have like a pseudo nipple on it? I don't like it. Um, but go ahead. We need to.
1: We'll have to get a photo and like upload it to to the Instagram so that we can really dig in. Uh, so he comes back in with uh, the new. 29 under 29 list. Uh, That's <laughs> <not>. like, okay. <laughs> a little heavy handed, but I'll take it. Uh, so we've got a uh, calendar, Cody and Annie are featured. Um, and I think it becomes clear really quickly that Annie is publicly being sort of shoehorned into this niche. And she is the the fat writer. And I, I, I bristled and started to get really uncomfortable because I think... This is a this is, you know, an extraordinary circumstance, but a lot of us have similar experiences on micro levels, I think, especially as somebody who uh, we host a podcast where we talk about Mm -hmm. like our bodies and I talk about stuff publicly about my weight and about you know body I used to say body positivity now body neutrality sits with me more um but but you know we we talk about these things and then other people feel like they are entitled to talk about them as well and then other people sort of put you in this box and then you're like wait okay Mm -hmm. how can I I want to be the person that embraces who I am but I don't want that I then don't want to be like putting myself into this box so I also yeah. felt a little oh I had a little yucky tingle there
0: D- did you also shake your laptop a bit <laughs> while watching that a little bit a little <laughs> bit a l- a little. And you just think like
1: something like, you know, things like that make it through so many rounds of edits and approvals and you know, things like that get written all the time and it's and they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, great, you're talking about it. Now we can talk about the elephant in the room." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. So you're all waiting. Everyone was just waiting to talk about it." It just felt yucky. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I
0: well, it just it brings me back to this moment I had where where this is why I don't do Facebook like that because I posted and, and again it's not making light of the victims of the situation. I just really need oh to God, clarify. Okay, anytime that you do a caveat like that, I get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I I posted about how the Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993, shout out to John Leguizamo, uh was was as dark and gritty in its in its tone as it was because the original production team behind it had just previously done a documentary on the cambodian genocide and Hmm. yeah right it adds up it it adds up and then someone commented like oh thank you you know thank you so much for um you know informing us about that here's more links on the incident you should share them because you're a social activist like okay So I think they conflated the fact that I, you know, put up a couple other posts like, hey, um, stop killing black people. Cool. Thanks. (laughs) And and suddenly I'm an activist.
1: The bar for activism is just really low now.
0: (laughs) I just, and it's not that I, obviously I, I am horrified about what happened to these people, but you know, it's, it's an interesting piece of context Mm -hmm. to put in to play when thinking about something as inane as the Super Mario's brothers movie. Um so it's like, oh wow, these are the the original voices behind that. Okay. Oh wow. I oh, right? Um but that doesn't make me an activist. And I mean, I shared the links, but it was more like, oh god, guilt than <laughs> any, I, I felt so bad, but it's like, why are you pigeonholing me as an activist because I said, "Hey, look at who produced this movie," but also, "Hey, cool." Um like a couple weeks ago like, yeah, um just your if your racist grandpa just says you know oh well he shouldn't have he should have complied just just say you hate black people jasper <laughs> like it doesn't make me an activist day. okay <laughs> but but the pigeonholing thing i felt for annie in that moment i'm sorry i'm so sorry i'm canceled <laughs> i know, canceled. I know right. i'm canceled i know i'm canceled
1: <laughs> oh you can't cancel me if i cancel myself first <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that's but no, it, it's valid and we all we all do kind of end up in you know it, people are very quick to put you into these different boxes and um clearly that compounded with what happened in her dinner date the previous night she's feeling very like raw this is feeling like a really raw topic. Um mm-hmm. so, you know, then we've got people pitching suggestions for each other um to to write about and uh fucking calendar Cody if you had forgotten how much you hate him, this was just him reminding you. He was like, "Hey, I, nev- I know I haven't really been around much this season, but I'm still a piece of shit." Uh, so, calendar <laughs> Cody comes in. And he's like, "Oh, I, you know, I heard about this fat girl hiking club. Like, you should do that." And it's like, "Read the room, sir. Like, read, why? What makes you feel and comfortable saying that to somebody?" But it's because, but you know, oh, because she talks about it now, I can talk about it, and it's just. It's really sticky. It's really sticky. You and I have had this conversation a couple of times on here about like the word fat and sort of reclaiming mm-hmm. the word fat. And I think that's one of that sort of an adjacent topic to this as well about, OK, well, if we reclaim it, I'm I'll call myself I I, I do. I'm comfortable calling myself fat. Other everyone isn't. And that's totally fine. I'm not comfortable with other people. Uh, always saying that. I think it's very conditional mm-hmm. about who's sort of allowed to say that. Um, Ady Bryant talks about this in a lot of her interviews. So it's just, it's an interesting topic that when you start putting yourself out there and talking about these subjects, uh, what people kind of feel like they can run with.
0: Um, since I'm already digging myself like a very deep hole <laughs> in this episode, I'm just going to like go ahead and drop a, another sweet portmanteau to our listeners. Um, you don't invite a person to do a fativity. You you don't do that. Okay, they have to volunteer themselves to participate in a fativity, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Agreed. Like it yes. So you don't just say, "Hey, <laughs> there's a hiking <laughs> I just okay, first of all, I have a lot of issues with hiking but
1: (laughs) just never invite me to hike anyway
0: never invite me to hike but now you want to invite me um for a specifically plus size hiking nature adventure sir yeah stay out of it
1: yeah that is uh that is a little bit of uh crossing the line uh don't like that never invite me to hike definitely don't do it when it's under the guise of um being an activity with what do you call it a fativity? I like that
0: a Fativity, yeah, yes,
1: nice. nice. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, don't don't love don't love this. Uh, don't love seeing Cody pop back up in this way. Um, but I then think what's interesting is they have this conversation around um, the separatist community that they're going to write it that Annie's going to write about, and this was another moment where I was like. They're being so heavy handed with this. They have the other the other writer say, well, I did do my doctoral thesis in separatist communities, but I think Annie should go for it. And I'm like, they're being so heavy. Is this a is this a meta joke that that we're we're poking fun at, like how how loosely we treat her and how we let her off the hook? Or like, is it supposed to be funny or are we supposed to be like, I just I'm always like, oh, I don't like it. We let her off the hook way too easy. And and I don't I don't get it.
0: Okay, so how separatist are we talking? Like, because, I don't know, since January 6th, I've been a little leery. If you know, you know. How (laughs) separatist? I think
1: we all know. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you guys heard, some shit went down. Some shit went down. It wasn't really covered on the news, but... Uh Yeah, either way, I was like, and that was another moment where Gabe is like, oh yeah, we love controversy. And I'm like, oh, you're some, f- you're, this is like Breitbart, part adjacent shit. We're about to, we're about to roll down a hill that we can't stop rolling down. It's a really thin line that once you unblur it, you can't, can't go back.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, Dave, Gabe can have that god-awful manicure, but Harry Styles can't wear a dress? All right.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah don't even get me started on harry styles he can wear a dress. he can wear whatever he wants my god uh That anyway <laughs> quarantine brain watched a lot of tiktok ha- ended up in harry styles tiktok it is oh. not not my plan but we've ended up here
0: i you know what's pertinent to this episode is that i somehow now get notifications from german tiktok like How i don't did you know end up i there? i <laughs> Listen, at first I was I was thriving because I found my way to Jamaican TikTok and I was like, yes, my people, Yardies, like, here we go. And then suddenly I just started getting notifications in German, one of which was um, I could translate it because English is a Germanic language. And some of this stuff kind of, you know, translates over a, li- a little bit. Um,
1: Humblebrog. But
0: one. W- <laughs> I speak I speak light German just like a little bit. A a a, a a a little haben Sie das Kriptius? Um I know. Fancy. Toast in German is toast. Uh I know. So
1: brilliant. My goodness.
0: Um yeah, but I got like a TikTok notification that was like German for Masterbeton on an period. And I was just like No how, no, how go-
1: no danke <laughs> I don't know how we ended up here. <laughs> Um, but speaking of the, you know, we've got the German, we've got the transition bringing us right back. Uh, we have our, our little, a little, uh, huddle of our favorite weirdos, uh, Ruthie and Maureen and Annie talking about their various love lives. What's going on with them. Realize that they're all single. They're all quote, single stupid bitches. And they decide to have a night out and I'm just, I'm ready for it. I love when Ruthie gets to let her freak flag fly. Like it's just such a delight to watch. Mm -hmm. So we go back home. Fran and Annie are back on the couch catching up. Uh, Annie invites her for a, quote, horny girls night out, which I'm just I just like just as a quick little sidebar. I just like love to watch these women talk the way they talk. And I like to I watch them talk about like being gross and sexual and like (laughs) being pervy. And I'm just like, that's great. We should we have thousands upon thousands of buddy comedies, of buddy sitcoms, of guys having these conversations. Let's let girls be horny weirdos, too.
0: You know, what I love about like when women have these kinds of conversations and they get a little pervy, whatever it, it just I guess a double standard is at play. But whenever Women are being pervy together. I'm here for it because it's never as menacing as when men get pervy in conversations. Well, because there isn't it's that just, undertone you know what I mean? like it's... of
1: like violence. <laughs> it's, with men, it's yeah. always there's always this little hint of like, and I might rape somebody. Ooh, I'm gonna have to edit. <laughs> I might edit that one out. That was a little. That was a that was a tooky take. I won't edit that out. Uh, that was, like, <laughs> I just like came in really really hot. I apologize. But no, with men, I think when they're riffing, there's this like undertone of always like something bad might happen and with women you're kind of just like i might fall asleep on a couch
0: I, yeah i mean like you know be like uh you know i just i kind of not want to casually fondle your balls and it's like totally not menacing it's just it's it's like this is gonna be the episode that gets both of us canceled this is oh we're so canceled
1: it's okay we never popped off enough to really get canceled so i think we're safe
0: damn no we this is our this is our time this is our year
1: this is our year to go viral and then get canceled so anyway um so the ladies look fantastic they roll into what appears to be a vfw hall uh looking like a group of snacks um I love to see Fran. She is thriving. She has declared that she is a hetero woman tonight, um, and she knows how to flirt much better than any of these uh, any of these gals. And it's it's truly beautiful to watch. We have to she present was channeling,
0: ourselves. Yeah, no, she was channeling straight Jen, what hetero Jen, and I, the Maryland. I I didn't. I not It was a lot, but I was here for it.
1: I love it. I love this side of Fran. I missed Emily this episode, but, like, I was happy to Mm -hmm. see the side of Fran. It was beautiful. Um, Mm -hmm. The four of them do the electric slide. They're having this beautiful moment of joy. And, again, I'm just like, I just like seeing this group of people happy. What a, like, revolution of seeing people experience joy. So, anyway, that was really fun. But we watch, uh, you know, we watch this gentlemen interrupt help himself to be a part of their conversation in like the shittiest way possible i don't have a ton to say about that beyond the fact that like i think a lot of us have had a story like that or a situation where like somebody just feels entitled to say something really fucking mean to you out of nowhere um and that sucks
0: and they think it's a compliment that's the worst part
1: Mm -mm. don't like it no
0: it's not no, it's not. OK, before we get into that, like nugget of a downer, uh, do you know the urban legend about how um the electric slide is allegedly about a vibrator?
1: Oh, my God. No, but I, I love that. Can you give us the Cliff Notes version or do we need to research this on our own?
0: Um I don't know how many people want that in their search history it's <laughs> definitely in mine now but yeah allegedly the song is about a vibrator that's 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 all i know just
1: okay now i have to go back and listen and view it through that lens because now in my mind that is canon and it will always be known as a song about a vibrator i believe that now um so we see a nice little moment there um it, oh sorry no that's not a nice moment that was a bad little moment we're moving on from that uh I, yeah i don't have a whole a whole lot to say on that i think that's probably like a little triggering for some people too it's just kind of like shitty to watch but any other yeah. thoughts on this random this random passerby
0: he couldn't do better than a dove co- he could you couldn't do better you couldn't have been just oh this is thick benetton like what like you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't dig a little deeper wow. than a dove ad than than some soap my guy!
1: You know, you think okay. if you're gonna interrupt, you you'll like come up with a pretty good joke, but they never are good jokes. They're always like never. pretty bad. So you know we move on into what was a nice moment, which uh, I enjoyed, which was the the making of a thirst trap. Um, I think that was the most realistic portrayal of uh, what happens in real life, where you've I even like you have the one you know you've got one woman on camera, but you've got somebody else who's holding the iPhone flashlight to cast you know a nice glow as well. And I just um, that felt very true to life. I appreciated the the sincerity there. <laughs>
0: I love the moment, but I was mad at the fact that they didn't give us a close up of the photograph. I wanted to see some teddy. That is a framed. really good
1: point. I would have liked to have seen like what was what what was the successful thirst trap? Like, how does one do a successful thirst trap? Please tell me. I never learned, um, and I still am really awkward on Instagram. So I would love to. I would love to have seen the final product there as well.
0: Show us the angles. What was the lighting? How did the dress look on camera? Because, I mean, I'm not a super-duper... I love the color orange on 80. Yes. But I'm not a super-duper fan of stripes. Mm. But I thought she looked good. Um, but show me the dress on Like, show us... The thirst trap that Nick fell into.
1: I wanted to see it. You know, I loved Eighties outfit. I also loved Ruthie's outfit. She had this like amazing, like puffy skirt, and then Maureen had like a very cool, like yellow, like vintagey look. I was like, okay, this group of like, what did they call themselves? Like hot, dumb weirdos or something? They clean yeah. up. Like good for them. I loved the looks. The, the The costumes on this show are just always so creative and interesting. And I just remember thinking, like, I wish I had the confidence to, like, go to the bar in something like that. And then I watched them, like, walk into the VFW hall. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, like, actually kind of what I would feel like. It's, like, uh-huh. walking in and just seeing these group of men playing, like, bingo or scratchies.
0: I did love Ruthie's look. It was very sexual cookie monster. And I, Ooh. you know.
1: That's a locked a, a niche there.
0: Yeah, just me me want. Yes,
1: (laughs) me want the cookie. Uh, So, (laughs) you know, they leave. They meet up with a couple of random dudes outside of the food truck. And again, I just like I enjoyed this. I enjoyed watching this. I was just like it made it reminded me of like those fun nights that you have with your friends where you just like befriend random people that you'll never see again and like share this nice moment. Like I loved watching them debate how she should respond to the text messages again this all feels just like the writing just feels more authentic to like how people really talk um how people sort of in our age demographic really talk it's not you know it's just so informal and just really funny and, and just a pleasure to, it's a pleasure to watch
0: also bold move of accusing dip theft bold, yeah that's a, that was a good opener text. that was
1: yeah, that's how I that's how I would flirt too. You come in angry. I just come in angry and then I'm like, You have to earn my trust and it never works, but somehow I got married, so it's, it's don't take advice from me, folks.
0: Also this episode or season rather, this season seems to be um highlighting mustachioed men. That's true. We did
1: we did see a few mustaches yeah. this season.
0: Yeah, it just this is this is I, I don't know if I got to look at the other two seasons now and, and peep out, you know, running themes. The but mustache. it seems like, yeah, the push room seems to be making several appearances throughout. This. It seems <laughs> to be an arc.
1: I think it's a art, refl- a f- art reflecting life. I think that mustaches mm-hmm. are having a moment. Mm-hmm. So we we see that the uh, thirst trap was successful grateful uh, that, you know, Nick it's, the, I liked his move of screenshotting it and sending it back to her with heart eyes. I was like I I respect the directness. I respect that it was like, hey I'm texting you because that picture was hot and it made me think about you. I liked that move.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah um, uh, mm, mm, let me mm. see, I'm plotting now. I gotta go see if I can post a thirst trap and see if Trevor falls <laughs>
1: You just gotta lay the trap; he'll fall into it. So, you know, then they start talking. Okay, it's clear that they're gonna hang out. At this moment, I get like my spidey senses start going off, and I'm like, Mm. when she's you know gets up, she's like, I might be too drunk. I was like, yeah, maybe. And I felt like maybe your friends weren't giving you the best advice there, bud. And I didn't, and and I didn't know if that was how I was supposed to feel watching that,
0: or if that is me and my own shit absolute respect to Nick though because i i it, i really appreciate when a man sees and understands that that is the wrong kind of enthusiastic consent.
1: Yes. I I agree. I agree. I think you know, I think we were shown this on purpose. I think, you know, mm-hmm. she shows up to Nick's house, um, you know, we he basically is you know respectful, puts her on the couch, she falls asleep, he gets her a glass of water, that kind of thing. I think that this is setting us up to be like, oh this is like part of their love story and he's such a gentleman and I and then my rea- and again, this is me building a full narrative in my brain, but I'm like, if that's what they what I'm supposed to think, I'm like, the bar is on the floor like the bar is on the mm. floor. If we're like oh, Nick mm. is such a nice guy because he didn't sleep with her while she was like super drunk. I'm like, well yeah, I mean that's kind of base consent, but like I'm glad. I, I I'm glad, but I was like I don't think he's like the best because of that.
0: that yeah, right? yeah. No, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. But it's like, uh, it uh, it took a it it it's 2021, but now we see depictions of what the wrong kind of en- enthusiastic consent can look like, and at least it's there. At least it's there. Uh, the whole time, more than anything, I think because. I think because I've somehow over the course of these two episodes built up a trust in Nick that he wouldn't be vile. Like I, I, in my gut, I knew Nick wouldn't be on some BS. It was more so like, oh, Annie, don't you know? You know, like the eyelid to butthole cringe, like with a full body cringe. <laughs> I'm I do getting now. myself canceled. I'm getting myself canceled this episode. Just, just go with it. So, so. So this whole time there was like a full body cringe happening where it was just like, oh Annie, oh Annie, oh Annie, don't embarrass yourself. I mean this, and this is the meat of the episode that I was looking for that felt like it did not quite exist in the first half where I was not hooked in, but in this, in these moments, I was like, okay, full hook, I'm here. But Annie, oh God, you fell. Oh God, you were wearing platforms and you 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 got hot dog legs because you're too drunk. You you go sit go sit
1: I like when she blamed so. the staircase I was like that's my move too oh there's the stairs there yeah no the that that's and that would be a move I would pull it, it was it was like deeply cringe but at the same time you're like cringing on kind of you're like bracing yourself on both counts you're like is she gonna do something really dumb is he gonna do something who's gonna do something dumb and ultimately like Turned out better than I expected. Uh, you know, we see Annie fall asleep on the couch and head home. He texts her in the morning and asks her to dinner that weekend or that week. So it's clear mm-hmm. that this is still a very open door. Nothing happens that kind of turned anybody off. Um, just kind of an interesting an interesting kind of false false start to the relationship where you're like, all right, tonight we're going to do a thing. And then it didn't happen. But it kind of sets you all up for next time.
0: Um, I will say another testament to Aidy Bryant's acting is the fact that she, you know, she, she, in that scene, did the whole baby giraffe drunk walk and fell, but it wasn't slapstick. I wasn't laughing at her. I was more just, oh, like feeling for her and also been there.
1: It's laughing because it it was so realistic. Like it wasn't slapstick. It's laughing because you're like, oh, my friend looks like that. Or like, oh, that's probably what I've looked like. You know, there's it's some sincerity. I think, you know, they always say that playing drunk is a really good tell of acting. It's like it's so easy to trope it up. But if you actually are like sincere about it, it's pretty fun, funny to watch.
0: Also, my biggest laugh out loud moment, I think, and obviously the only good to come of the Dove uh, oh, commercial, um, was Maureen smashing the bottle and threatening, dude, call me blonde one more time, Like, I, I'm here for Maureen. I like that out of, of all ways. of the
1: insult, like all of the people that who could be insulted, she was the one who was like, don't call me blonde. I was like, okay, I think you fared best out of this, honey, but that's fair. Um, and then I loved to see her just get hers at the end. And uh, you know, it it finally happened. Pussy's so good he died. <laughs> I'm just happy for her. Um, I'm assuming that there was yeah, I'm just I'm 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 happy that she's she's getting hers.
0: I need her to drop you know how people are always like, oh, drop the skincare routine. Drop the o drop the Yoni oil routine, Maureen. What what's <laughs> What the punani do like what because because you know this is a continuation of 2020 we're we're taking care of our yonis this goes for all genders so oh
1: my god i was like what are you drop that yoni care (laughs) but no it's true yeah she's got the message there's something going on down there that is killing men so that's i think that it would be helpful if she passed that information on to everybody else
0: i you know i wasn't ready for but you know what we should have been ready. I wasn't. I should have. I should have known. That's why I messed up. I wasn't ready for grown men butt cheeks. No, in that final I never frame. am. But we saw full peen on like season one. So you know what? Even
1: I think I blinked. did. You block that? I out did blank that out. You see that look on my face? I was like, we saw peen. I don't. Oh, I kind of was it. Was it? Uh, was it Luca Jones peen? No, it was dude on the bike. Oh, that's right. It was bike man peen. That's why I didn't remember it. Um, that explains it. <laughs> There we go. Uh yeah, I just I I think um I'm always like shocked by a butt. I'm just like, oh that's butt. Okay. I'm like, that's I'm a adult woman, but I'm still like, oh a butt. I should look away. It's butt. (laughs) Um anyway. So note to end on. I think we'll leave it at that. Any final thoughts? I thought it was such a sweet I thought it was like a funny episode. I love watching these people have a good time together. Um you know not a ton happened sort of in the in the narrative sense but it was it was you know we saw some interesting character moments what do you think
0: yeah it was definitely an episode to savor slowly it was a slow kind of it's a tootsie pop of an episode you gotta Mm. and then you get into the center and then you get to the the good stuff you good but you gotta give it time it's true even talking about it more I'm like
1: I was picking up on things now in this conversation that I didn't catch so much walking you know watching through it so Mm -hmm. I do think this show is going to be very like rewatchable as years go on like I think this is something that I'll pick up every couple of years and rewatch it again because it's just so fun it's just the
0: banter is so much fun to watch and it almost gets
1: lost with all the narrative as well
0: Mm. give us season four you cowards (sighs) Or or just at least give us the Amadi spin off. Oh,
1: oh my, I would there's so many spin-off opportunities. I would watch a Ruthie and Maureen spin off. I would watch a Fran mm-hmm. and Emily spin-off. Like the opportunities are endless. So yeah, I'm I'm here for it. All right, folks, I think that is it for us today. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week to recap episode four. You can follow us on social media at uh, loudwomenpod. pod. Uh, you can email us at loudwomenpod at gmail.com. Uh, and you can find me on social media at hi, this is Marissa and Tookie over at Tookie Monster.
0: You, you don't want, you don't, don't do that.
1: You will love it. You will, if you loved all of the insane things we said today, you're going to love us on the internet. All right, folks, Tookie, as always, just a pleasure,
0: just a pleasure to talk to you. My honestly, not no cap, as the kids say, no joke. My highlight of the week. Oh my
1: goodness gracious! I love doing this with you. We'll have to find a new show after this one's over and start a new podcast. Yes. Will you guys follow us? Follow Please. us over to wherever we end up. All right, folks. We'll talk to you next week and uh, and enjoy. Any parting words of wisdom?
0: Um. Uh. We love you. Take care of your yoni. This goes for all genders and uh, stay safe. See ya.